It didn't cross my mind not to buy a used car. It didn't, that is, how do I say, the idea did not pass through my mind. The car I was using was giving me issues, and I just decided that I, should, I need to change. In fact, that time I was not even thinking about it much. I just said, this car, behave now, repair today, tomorrow fail again. Ah! The one brother was driving behind me when we went to Benin. So he saw my car always stopping. Always stopping on the road. So he said, sir, why is your car being like that? I said, my guy, I need to buy another car. Why have you not bought it? I, I don't have money. He just said to me, oh, my company, we can help you buy one. They have a cooperative. He said, our interest rate is very, very low. I said, eh. Except that they only buy brand new cars. They don't, <laughs> you know, this, this uh, idea of, uh, they don't know, that is what they do, they issue LPOs to the company that supplies cars. So if I wanted them to help me buy a car, the only thing they could do is to deliver a brand new one to me. I don't know whether I get my point. That was the only one that I could reach. The guy said, you want us to buy a car for you? We give you brand new. These are the terms. The terms were very, very doable. They said, pay this amount up front. I could afford that one, so I gave it to them. Listen, you know what I'm telling the story? I never prayed about it. Then if you told me buy a Kia, I said, no, I don't want a Korean car. Now I so love it, I'm asking God for another one. <laughs> I don't know, are you getting my point? Let nobody tell you that God does not think that you have to focus and tell him exactly what he must give to you. Listen, the wife that you need, you don't even know that's the kind of woman you need. The husband that you need, you don't even know such men are good. Right now you are still thinking that, no, ah, no, my, my husband must be able to preach. And God say you. <laughs> See, because you join choir, they told you that every choir leader has a pastor as a husband. It's a lie. <laughs> I hope you are getting the point I'm making here. I'm emphasizing the difference between what? Spirituality and what? Spiritualism. What is spirituality? True spirituality. Listen, we, we drop our request to God and we allow him to do some thinking. We are, in fact, you know, the, the pastor that we went to preach for, when, when we got there, uh, he said, that was yesterday. He said, sir, they didn't give me the visa. I said, good for you. <laughs> he wanted to travel to UK for something. So he told me some time ago that he's applying for visa. I said, okay, fine. And I said that they didn't give, give me the visa. I said, good for you. He was laughing. I said, you see, God knows that you travel too much. I told him straight. To I said, you travel too much. So the good Lord denied you the visa. Even though he was going for a Christian conference. God just said, no. And he has gone to many countries. I said to him simply, listen. The Lord God just did you a favor. You are not going anywhere. Listen, my brethren, God thinks. Let's not have the impression that you only know how to think about righteousness. You only know how to think about holiness. And in heaven, all they do is sing and play trumpet. When you wake up in the morning, say worship session. Worship the Lord. We'll sing afterwards. We'll go and eat. The night we get up again, we'll sing some more. That's the reason why we think we have to do all the thinking for the Lord. Let me say this to you. Before they built the temple, the tabernacle, ordinary tabernacle in the wilderness. God showed them a perfect plan. He showed them to Moses and said, go down and build exactly according to this pattern. Read the Bible again. From heaven, David downloaded a plan and handed it to Solomon. This is how you will build. If I said it, you surprise a lot of people. The design for these phones you have in your hand, these smartphones, they didn't come from human beings. Men discovered the mind of God and they drew it. 
So when we are saying that faith is not to get what you want, no, we are saying that faith helps you get the thing that God really wants you to do, which you cannot even think about. It is not possible. You don't have the capacity to conceive what God wants to do in your life. So that's why God doesn't like you making a plan, putting it on the wall, staring at it every day. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Understand that the Lord thinks. Understand that he has a plan. Understand that he's trying to work out his plan in your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. These things you have drawn, you have kept, the 10-year projection you have made, is your own understanding. You know what he said? Don't lean on it. Let me explain something briefly, before I finish quoting that scripture. You know the truth? <laughs> there's a way I preach. There's a way I do my preaching ministry. All right? I almost always, eight times out of ten, I go up with a message in my heart. Are you getting my point? Like today, I came with one. I have it here. I have not yet read one line of it. I'm going somewhere. Now, eight times out of ten, I come with a message, which I already wrote down. That is not detailed. I, I do sketches. My message, I can put down like five bullet points. That's my message. Five bullet points. That's how I do. Now, I have realized another thing. Nine times out of ten, I don't preach that message. That's experience. Eight times out of ten, I come with a message prepared. Two times out of ten, I don't know have anything more than the first line. When I get up there, I'll read the scripture. From there, we'll pick it up. I do that. But most times, I have something in mind I want to do, to preach. Most times, when I get there, that thing I have prepared, I don't preach it. Now, after preaching regularly for some 15 years and more, irregularly before that, but on a regular basis, 15 years now, you will have thought by now, you should have learned that there's no point to prepare. I don't know whether you're getting my point. But you know the truth? I can't do that. I still come prepared every day, as much as possible, 8 times out of 10. But I never lean on what I prepare. That's what I'm going to. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm trying to say. I don't lean on it. I have it, so have your five years plan is good. But do not lean on your understanding. Are you getting the point I'm going to make here? Yes, have the plan, no problem. But don't lean on it. Once it starts scattering, stop sticking with it that this is how we planned it. It must be like this. No. He said, trust in the Lord that when he has to scatter your plan, he will do it. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And what's the consequence? He will direct your paths. You know what that means? My Bible literally says it will make your paths straight. If you have a modern translation, it will tell you. That's Proverbs chapter 3 there. It will tell you that he will make your path straight. You know what that means? It means as you are walking, he will close the door. Now, let, let, no, imagine now you are driving. What makes your path straight means to convert what was crooked and had many branches to one single narrow lane. Are you getting my point? And how does it do it? You get to a junction. There are, you are coming from here. There are four roads taken off from that junction. He will close three. Say so that one, I don't like that road. Let's just use this one. It looks tired. It looks like the kind of road you travel for on it for two minutes. You don't want one, one, or three, one to three kilometers. You get to the other end. What do you find? Failed portion. Danger. Bridge collapsed ahead. You turn back. How many roads remain? You don't like the road though. But this road is obviously working. And you can't go back to where you are coming from. What is the natural thing? You will follow that road. 
Sometimes you say, let me turn back to the other road. You hear that that road, they've removed the bridge after you crossed. So only one road remains for you, that one. That's what it means when you say he'll make your path straight. But this is the problem people have a lot of times. They have already planned that this is how we will go. When they get there, the Lord closes the road. They say, we will knock it down. We will bulldoze our way through. We are people of faith. We know that if we have determined something, it must be exactly the way we said it must be. What are they doing? They are leaning on their own understanding. I told you a man came to me once. He applied for visa first time denied. Second time denied. Third time, a man said, let me help you. Are you getting the point? And the man said, all right, what I will do is that I will help you like this, like this, like this. So the day he applied, he called the man's office to say, okay, sir, my visa interview is tomorrow. They say, ah, you did not hear. The man died yesterday. And he came to me and said, what do I do in my mind? What do you want God to do for you to get the point? He obviously has closed this road again and again and again. I think it's time for you to go back home and think, am I on the right road? This is a fact about life. If you insist on that road, we've explained that earlier, eventually it will open for you. If you insist on that road, eventually it will open for you. But listen, this is the word of God. It will never bless you. At the end of the day, it becomes a trap. It becomes a trap. That's why I said, you can make your plans. Nothing wrong with plans, but please don't put it on the wall. That's why I told, gave myself as an example. Anytime I'm going to preach, I have a sermon, outline, drawn. Just a sketch. But my experience is that majority of the times, something between, yes, up to nine times out of ten, I almost never follow that thing. And I have relaxed over time. I learned from experience. I've learned from, I learned it from experience. I know, you know, when, I'm, when you're talking to a preacher, you know when grace is flowing. You know when grace is flowing. You know when you are struggling. And you know when grace is flowing. Over time, I realized when grace is flowing. I found out that any time I stick, in fact, the first time I had this experience, I was supposed to come to the University of Benin to preach shortly after I left school. So my brother said, okay, you'll be our guest minister. We have this particular program. I said, no problem. I'm being one of my first invitations to travel and come to preach. I took weeks to prepare my message. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Here a little. There a little. I arranged, oh, according to Reverend Chris Okote, I had a concatenation of revelation. <laughs> it was well arranged. I actually even printed special paper. What am I, I took white paper, folded it in a particular way, stapled it so that it will flow. As I'll begin to speak, now I'm taking my text of scripture from the book of Exodus chapter 2, and then I'll go line by line. It works for some people, it didn't work for this guy. The first day when I got there, I think it was a two-day program or three days. I think it was two days, two sessions. The first day, I preached, I struggled, I sweated, trying to follow my outline. After about an hour, my time was over. I was glad for the time to be over. Not the one that these days will be telling me, wind up, sir, time, time. You know, I'm trying to say, okay, we'll close on time, let's go home. I was glad for the time to be over. And when I got there, I re- when I got back to the room and I relaxed, I told one of my friends, I said, what was the message? He said, it was good. I said, are you telling me the truth or you're trying to make me feel good? So I prayed. I said, Lord, what happened? And I don't know how I realized it, but something in my mind said, this is your paper, is the problem. Of course, I don't have to tell you that I have not gone too far in it. I took it and tore it. I spent the next day 
days before the that's hours for the program, meditating and praying. Meditating and praying. When it was time to go to preach in the evening, I said something to the Lord that I will not go with any scrap of paper. Not even my Bible. Finally, after the praise, worship, testimonies, prophecies, everything, they now invited me to come off. off. I got up like that, no Bible. I walked to the front. Just before I got to the front, I just stopped, you know, you're just walking up like this. I just said, please, can I borrow your Bible? The last guy in front, I borrowed his Bible. I dropped it. Can't remember where I started from. Open your Bible to the book of Proverbs chapter 5. I read it. I began to preach. One of our most, you know, Egbo? You know, Egbo now? Uh-huh. He came in that day for the meeting. One of our senior brothers. He sat down. And his mouth was open throughout. He said, see Banky. See Banky. See Banky. See Banky. His mouth was open throughout. Why? Come on. I was full of the Holy Ghost. I was preached. That is, I, kept, I was talking. That was when I learned my lesson. So from, since that time till now, I don't lean on my own understanding. I can go like I told you with outline. Like today. I thought today I would talk about how to tap that spirit of faith, how to drink it. Online, as you were driving, what I was meditating on, I was remembering Rahab. How did she get her faith? I was remembering this person. And I scribbled it down. Yes, this was how this person got faith. In my mind, yes, when I get there, they go hear scripture today. <laughs> I, look, I have it here. How to demonstrate a sense of value. How to honor the servants that carry the anointing. The source of oil that we will talk about that time. But since I've been speaking, I've not been able to reach there. And I learned long ago, leave it like that. That is why people listen to you. If you were so ordered, they would listen to somebody else. I don't know whether you get what I'm going to say. I'm explaining, lean not on your own understanding. Listen, you will get to places you did not plan for. Amen. The watch word is, do not lean on your own understanding. You will be established in a country that right now you did not imagine you will visit. Amen. The watch word is what? Do not lean on your own understanding. Listen. Ah, this one is my mind. You will marry somebody that's at today, and you will marry the fellow in the next six months. As of today, you are not greeting the fellow. You don't even like him, really. But you will be so blessed by that marriage. Amen. And that's within the next six months. Amen. And as of today, you are not talking to the guy. Okay, must be a woman I'm talking to. Because I've been saying the man. Yes, today you are not talking to him. But believe me, your life is going to be sweet. Oh, I've just given one or two people revelation right now. You should send me an offering when it comes to pass. <laughs> Listen to me. Some people here, they have sworn that politics is dirty. I'm not going near. It will take a period to convert you, but you are going to be a senator. Amen. You know the interesting part? Nobody who said amen is amongst yeah, that's it. Because the person I'm talking to will not even say amen. Because all those who said amen, they said yes, it's good. But the fellow I'm talking to said, na joke. <laughs> it will take God a while, but he will convert you. Amongst those who said amen, listen to me. The dream you have, God is taking you somewhere better 
and possibly different. You thought you'd be a local government councillor. Say, look at this president, he's talking. I don't know what I heard I said. A president is hoping to be a local government councillor or, or, or chairman. There are those who are today. Listen, another one. Yeah, 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 this is strong. This is very strong. They feel they are a sense of call to ministry. What is a call to ministry? Yes, your ministry is to buy, sell, manufacture, employ. You will be a billionaire. Amen. Right now, you are planning to go to Bible school. Say, God, just watch. Just watch. Tell the best I will do for you is I will give you money to build Bible schools for people. But you, you are not going. I hope you are following my point. Some people have made up their minds, and nothing wrong with it, that this country is a good country. I'm not going anywhere. Because they say it ten times. I am locating you in Europe. Your branch will be in America and Nigeria. I know you will feel bad when I do it, but that's what's going to happen to you. You will be an international citizen. Your plan very different. But the one I have, far superior. I hope you are getting my point. Faith is not used to establish our own desires. Faith is used to say to God, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. That is what faith does. Faith says, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And that's what I'm explaining to us today. Listen to me. God has a plan for your life and he thinks. Listen, as an engineer, God is drawing circuits for you. Amen. I read the story of R.J. Lotono. R.J. Lotono said one day he went to church. They had a very busy men's fellowship or something. He got back home. He was tired. He lay down to sleep. Suddenly, it was almost, almost like a vision. But for him, it was an idea. An idea dropped in his head. He got up, ran to his study. And began to sketch. He began to sketch. He sketched and sketched till morning. In the morning, when he went to work, he gave his engineers, look at the next machine we are building. How did he get it? It was revelation. He said it took the engineers weeks to put down proper engineering drawings. The next generation of machines they began to build in his factory, he got it by revelation. Struggle will not get you far in life as a believer. You have to learn how to receive from God. I hope you're getting the point I'm making. What I'm emphasizing to us today is this issue of do not lean on your own understanding. Know one thing, if you focus on God's word, which is real spirituality, the word will go out and go and arrange. Remember that scripture from Isaiah chapter 34? It says, seek from the book of the Lord and read. None of this shall fail. Neither will any lack its mate. He said, because when the mouth of the Lord has spoken, his spirit goes out to gather. So God can say, it shall be well with you. That's all he says. That it shall be well with you means that the ailment that was disturbing you tomorrow, someone will have a brilliant medical idea and they will call and say, listen, this is the solution where I found it. You are still thinking you will fast and pray. And be, tomorrow somebody says, that one is not a problem. We have already solved it. Why? Because the word says, it shall be well with you. So the spirit says, come on, where is the wellness? Where is the wellness? It comes back and it gathers it. I hope you are getting what I'm going to explain here. Listen, God plans. He plans. He plans. He has business ideas that you do not as of today know exists. I was saying earlier, that's why, you see, every news you hear is designed to do something to your soul by the devil. 
They jack up the price of oil. You now put your head down. And start wondering, what is this country, country coming to? Let me tell you where, what this country is coming to. It's coming to good. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me tell you what this country is coming to. It's coming to open doors for you. Amen. Listen. When those days they said, save up money so you can build a house. I said, why? They said, price of land is going up. You know what I said to them? I said, do I look like I'm going down? Let me give you a prophetic word. For every doubling in price of oil, your own income will double, double that. I don't know what I get my point. That's how to look at life. They say, quickly buy land. People make me laugh sometimes. They take precious money they need for other things to buy land in the bush. They say, why? I say, it will appreciate in value. That's unbelieving thinking. If you are not a land real estate developer, you are not a speculator by profession, forget it. What did I say? Tell your neighbor, forget it. Forget say, don't worry. Don't worry. Did, you know, this is how the story goes. When I first came to Enugu, the land around here was 500000 They said, I should, not, I should buy at that time. I did not buy. But now, look at it now. That same land is $75 million last week. Hey! God, if only I had bought the man doesn't know. That time you did not have 500,000. You did not have. Now, did you have? If you really believe it, let me show you where the, tomorrow will be 500 million and today is only going for 1 million. I can take you there. No, sometimes in life we can be, it can be confusing. You sit there and wonder, ah, what if, what if, let me give you the perspective of a believer today. And this is how I used to answer people. They said this land is 500,000 to do. It can be 10 million in the next few years. And I also said to them, that 10 million that time would be easier for me to acquire than 500,000 today. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. That's exactly what the Lord meant when he said, do not take thoughts about tomorrow. What we shall eat, what we shall drink, or which land we shall buy. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Listen, I have personally experienced when people were saving up money to buy cars, I said, I don't have money. I said, what I need is to be able to hire all the drivers in Lagos to drive me. As I come down from one bus, I call the next driver, stop, and he stops, and enter his bus, and I pay them bit by bit. And I did it successfully. The time I finally, the first car I got was a gift, was a wedding present. The next one I bought was cash. Take, this is money. It got to a point, I will be honest with you. I bought and dashed it to people several times, not once. Oh, this is my friend, we need a car. Ah, baby, we can, we, can, we, can, we can afford that now. Bro, take, buy a car, drive. The time came. There was a time all I could do was pay Lagos taxes and Lagos buses. That time is over. Amen? Amen. Buy, a, buy a house, buy a bill, buy a, save up money so that they will come and give you business. One man used to come to me in Lagos that time. I should be giving 500 naira every month. Insurance. Sell life insurance. I told him, I'm not going to die. You can be sure of that. He said, no, it's not about dying. That if after 15 years, you didn't die, which I wasn't going to die, <laughs> we'll pay you back. I forgot how much he said. Maybe like 150,000. Yes, I think something like that. He said it will have acquired the, accumulated this interest and all of that. Show me the complex interest. I said, after 15 years, you give me 150, or oh, let's even assume 250,000. I said, eh, 
Right now, my salary was 6,000 naira a month. So I'll give you a tithe. What are you, Melchizedek? <laughs> of the money I'm earning, so that you will give me, let's say, 200,000 naira in 15 years' time. I said, do you know what 200,000 will be in 15 years' time? To me. He tried to persuade me. I said, don't worry. At that time, 200,000 naira will not be money. And the truth is that by that time, I was using that amount for offering. After 15 years, they did it to my father. They did it to my father. One day, my father went to collect insurance that he saved for for 20 years. It was 2,000 naira. <laughs> you, know, you know the truth? You know the truth? You know, my mother was grumbling that, look at it, it's not says money. But she forgot that... <laughs> When he, when he began it, it was, you know, one pound, you know, that kind of thing. And 2,000 pounds that time was huge money. I don't know whether I get the point. So by the time he might want to collect his insurance, we're still children at that time. Oh, I only knew because my mother would complain about it forever. Oh, when I was very young, I thought my mother, father did something foolish. I did not know that it was not his fault. It's called inflation. It's called inflation. It was not the man's fault. Even Jesus said it, must does destroy, and things do break in, and still, must destroy the money after saving one pound. Of course, I started with pound, one pound. Because this was when they were still using pounds. He used one pound today, one pound. The man accumulating that, if I don't die before 20 years, it'll be 2,000 pounds. I thought he finally got the 2,000. I have to say, if, if, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the thing could buy tires for his car. No, think about it. The other car I'm telling you, but when he bought the car, it was 6,600 naira. So cars were, you know, it was cheaper. So you can imagine how valuable 2,000 was years before that. But by the time he finally got the 2,000, he couldn't change his car. What is it? It could not. If he sold that car as cheap, he would have gotten nothing less than 10,000. I just remembered it now. That's the tragedy part. I just remembered the thing. One man now came later and said, he will give me 150. Was it 150 or 200? I can't even remember. But I told him, listen, my friend, in 15 years, this will not be money to me. And as a matter of fact, by the time 15 years came, you wouldn't give me that amount of money and I would lose sleep over it. Lean not on what? Your own understanding. Let me summarize my What have I said today? This is what I preached today. In summary, faith is not we dream up an idea and we stick up on the wall and start saying, God, bring this one to pass. Bring this one to pass. No. We can dream up ideas. It's good. You should keep busy. Dream all kinds of rubbish dreams. But what do you put on the wall? Put on the word, the word of God. For example, Psalm 23, very perfect. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That word has sense. That word knows how to create employment. That word knows how to create businesses. Put it on the wall. The young lions may lack and suffer hunger. Those who seek the Lord will not lack anything good. That word can think. You put them and say, imagine that you're going to have 10 customers. At the end of the day, this will happen. Don't put it like that. Just write them. In all that I do, I prosper. The world knows the meaning of prosperity. It can generate customers. Please, don't put up your own ideas on the wall and focus on them day and night. That is not spirituality. That's spiritualism. That is using the common laws of the spiritual realm to accomplish results. And that is not how to work by grace. It has to be by faith 
if it's going to be in accordance with grace. What is real faith? Real faith means my imagination is not my idea, but the word of God. Real faith means when I want to put something on the wall, I put the word there. And I trust that that word will create my own inheritance for me. I hope you've gotten my point. I hope you've gotten my point. Next time, hopefully, I'll be able to go into the next message, the one I told you I had planned for today, to talk about how do we get to drink that substance of faith. Because, listen to me, let me ask you a simple question. If you are thirsty, what do you do? You drink what I know, but okay, if you are thirsty here, will you drink water as you are sitting down? What do you do? You get up, you go to where water is stored, and you go and fetch it and drink it. That's how faith is. If you discover something is lacking, like I said earlier, there are many signs you used to know that faith is down. In the last three months, you've fallen, you've fallen six, six times. You that one whole year will pass, and sickness couldn't knock you down. It's a sign faith is down. You hear a fair price increase, your heart trembles. Faith is down. You know what you do? You go to the fridge where faith is kept. You go and fetch it and drink it. That is somewhere what I want to teach. All right? How to locate where faith is kept. There was a message you listened to. And the day you listened to that message, the sickness that was disturbing you for weeks, you, that is, you got angry and the sickness left you. Now you've been, falling as, you've been falling sick regularly in the last three months. What do you do? Go to the fridge. Locate that same tip. Bring it out. Put it there. I know you have heard it before. It's when we think faith is a method that we say I've heard this one before. It's not a method. The word is the, met- is the instrument, is the medium through which God pours a spirit into us. I take it, I lie down there, put it over my ears, close my eyes, and let it play. Three, four times. Whether I've heard it before, even if you can preach it along, even if I can preach it along with the preacher, what is actually happening that a spirit is being poured. Whether I feel like it or not, you get up, you leave the place. The word that has entered has poured spirit into you again. That is the spirit of faith. That thing will rise up. Take the word you heard about healing. If you take it, mix it, boost your immunity, kick every virus out of your system. Every time now you don't have money to do everything you want to do. Your business is not moving forward. No money, no money, no money. Ah! Lie down and remember. A few years ago, I listened to this set of messages. It appeared like the economy improved. It was not the economy. It was the world working. It, it appeared as if economy was improving. That was the time you got a job. And you thought it was the job. I've come here to tell you today it was not the job. It was the world working. You still have that same job. How come you are not that happy anymore? Go and take that word. Are you getting my point? Take a weekend. Faith has gone down. That's what the problem is. Drink from that fridge where that water is kept. Watch it over the next few weeks. Abundance will come to you. You will wonder where it came from. Doors that you thought were closed, they will begin to open to you. Business idea will jump into your head. Favor will come to you. Somebody who borrowed money from you three years ago, you have forgotten totally about him. He will knock on your door and say, I'm sorry. Here's your money with interest. You know why? Because the word thinks. Once the word of the Lord is issued forth, his spirit goes out to do what? To gather. Let's bow down our heads and give the Lord thanks. Let's just give the Lord thanks. As I was speaking, I know God was speaking to each individual. Begin to respond to the very word that was spoken to you. That one that was your own. Say, Lord, I cast down my own understanding. There are plans that look good. You don't even want to throw them away. Just say, Lord, I refuse to lean on them. 
This is my four-year development plan. No, that's just a human plan. Say so many are the devices, the plans in the heart of a man. But only the counsel of God will stand in my life. Say, Lord, every device that's not yours will not stand. Declare that in the name of Jesus. Declare it in the name of Jesus. Say, only the counsel of God will stand in my life. Declare it. Say, only the counsel of God will stand. Let's rise to our feet. We're closing. Let's rise to our feet. Let's, let's continue. We're still praying. I begin to declare. You can use my own words or speak whichever one you like. Say, no matter what I hear, I will not be afraid. Begin to declare it. Say, no matter what I hear outside, I will not be afraid. I will be cheerful. I will be joyful. I rejoice. I don't care what the price of fuel is. I don't care what other people are saying. Only the plan of God will stand in my life. In this country, only the plan of God will stand. I declare in the name of Jesus, I am not afraid. I am joyful. I am cheerful. I am happy. I refuse to be afraid. I refuse to be afraid. Only the plan of God will stand in my life. Begin to declare it. Declare it. Say, no matter what I have planned, only the plan of God will stand in my life. Say, Lord, I'm ready to walk into any place that you ordained for me to walk into. Say, Lord, I am ready. Take me there. I yield my destiny to you again. You are the Lord of my destiny. Many times the reason why God has not been able to prosper some people here is simply because they are leaning on their understanding. God said, I need to move you from where you are to another place. You say, no, I'm not moving. It is this place I must be and God will bless me. Repent today. Say, Lord, I'm ready for breakthrough. He said, you have circled this mountain long, long enough. Oh yeah, begin to turn and move northwards. Say, in the name of Jesus, take me to the north. Take me to my north. Take me to my north. Let us give him thanks. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Father, we give you thanks. Thank you for the power of your spirit working in our lives. Lord, grace is taking us somewhere. In the name of Jesus Christ. I just feel like saying this, alright? Just listen to this. The regulation, no deregulation. I feel like telling you a little story. Babangida in the 80s, one day decided he was starting structural adjustment program. Instigated by International Monetary Fund, IMF. And Nigeria said, no, don't take the money, don't take the money, don't take the money. And as soon as he did it, when he started the structural adjustment program, Dollar before that time was like one to two naira to the dollar. All right, it began to climb steadily. And I remember one of my friends, were classmates, he said to me that his lecturer in university said that we should watch it, that naira will reach ten naira to the dollar. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? That it was a matter of watch it, guys. I'm telling you, it will reach ten naira because we said impossible, impossible because that time he had crawled to four naira to the dollar. Things were spiraling out of control. Everybody with a fixed salary was in trouble. Both of my parents were civil servants, so I know what I'm talking about. So Nigerians remember it with a lot of pain, structural adjustment program. But it's a part of it few people ever talk about. That was the first time Nigerians became millionaires in their thousands. That was the first time my little cousins, whose fathers had cocoa farms, we're buying things that those of us who are civil servant parents, all right, could only be leaking out when we see. 
That was when the average farmer will enter his farm, harvest cocoa, harvest coffee, and buy a car with it. That was when suddenly all the commodity boards, like Ulufala explained once, they dissolved all of them. You could get up and you no longer needed an export permit to export anything. You did not need an import license to import anything. There was liberalization of the markets. That was when Nigerians became rich, a lot of Nigerians. Many banks started, many failed. But that was when Nigerians started owning banks. Five people could now gather together and say, let's start our own bank. That was when banks like Guarantee Trust started. Many banks failed. But today, the biggest banks in Nigeria, apart from First Bank, that was when they started. All them Zenith, um, um, what they call Guarantee Trust, and co. Many have gone down, but that was when many started. You know what I'm going to say to you? In the midst of adversity, choose the side you are on. Yes. You can be among those who decided that Buhari wants us to die. We can't marry you only want to die. You can be among those who say, hey, now this fool, now all this control of an NPC. Now we cannot do business. You cannot be among those who say, hey, at least in a short while we can have a small refineries. Why does Enugu have to ship fuel from Port Harcourt and everywhere? Why can't we pump crude up here too? This is when such thoughts start entering your head. You can sit down there and be complaining that we are dead, we are dead, we are dead. But I've told the story of SAP to let you know. That was when many men began to leave. All these banks were queuing up and giving offerings, special seed, tight, first fruit, to be able to get job and promotion inside. That was when they started. Many companies that will thrive in Nigeria, this is when they are going to start. Amen. Listen, with you, it shall be well. Amen. With you, it will be well. Amen. Please, start your business. What did I say? Start your it's not everybody that will buy and sell. Everybody, they are, they, are, they are different. Sometimes it's your ministry is your business, in quote. Start something. God is not waiting for the government to help your life. God says, you go and help government. All this noise. NMPC cannot maintain refineries. Dangote is building the single largest refinery in the world. I hope you know. Who is helping government? You will help government. Amen. You will reduce unemployment. Amen. You will give scholarships. Amen. You will build universities. Amen. You will build a school with football fields. All these small, small ones inside flats. It don't do. When we were in school, we ran four by 400. I played football. My classmates played hockey. My teachers used to play lawn tennis inside the school compound. We had a volleyball court. We had a literal farm. Every school nice in a flat, and they call it international school. Listen, you will build a school with football field. In the name of Jesus, your school will have a football field. That is, it is so big. And listen to me, it will really be international. Let's give the Lord thanks again, because good is our portion. Good is our portion. We are not failures. Economy, look, we are helping Nigeria. We are not here to depend on anybody. We are helping the country. Father, we give you thanks. Just thank him. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's share grace together. One, two, go.
because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we have passed out of death and we have passed into life. We have passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We have passed out from under the curse into the blessing. All things have passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. I want us to say that last portion again. This is our season of fruitfulness and multiplication in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, share our brethren.